Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show, where we talk about the science of selling across the areas of demand generation, sales, and sales operation. This show is about doing. We focus on real problems, real solutions with real people, all dedicated to accelerating sales. I'm Gabe Larson. And I'm Steve Error. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show. We've got a fabulous guest today, Steve. We've got Matt Hines, president of Hines Marketing. Matt, how the heck are you? I'm great. How are you? Not too bad. Unfortunately, we weren't on record uh, for our kind of pre-show banter here. but We became uh, best friends. We became <laughs> Pac-12 friends. Yeah, you had, um, I needed the audience. Actually, the audience would probably gang up on me as well, but there yeah, was this, yeah. this Pac-12 banter going on. Matt, uh, home state of Washington, uh, former Washington Husky, Steve, um, uh, bandwagon, Utah Utes. Bandwagon. Dude, uh, I was wearing fan. Utah gear in Detroit. You when it was the, when it was that like they were terrible. They didn't even have a football team back then. They did, and we still had a winning record against BYU. Anyway, so BYU <laughs> is my team, and Matt had the audacity to bring up the one and only Jimmer Fredette. I mean, that was fun. You know, it was thirty years, twenty years ago now, but it was it was the high the hype. Danny Ainge and Jimmer I wasn't digging. I, first of all, just I wasn't I wasn't digging on Jimmer. He was fun to watch, and yeah, like it's just fun. it's just fun it to say fun. his There's name. Fun. There's about about 10 minutes there where it was fun to watch BYU basketball. Oh, man, come on. (laughs) Anyway, so we have more important stuff to talk about today, but Matt, certainly appreciate you jumping on. Maybe you could take a minute and just introduce yourself um, and some of the fun things you're doing over at Heinz Marketing. Yeah, no, appreciate it. So uh, we, um, you know, for those of you who don't know us, you know, Heinz Marketing, we are, I, I think of us as sales pipeline people. Uh, we're a bunch of B2B marketers that think in terms of the entire funnel, clearly building a demand generation, um, you know, engine for B2B clients, but also really digging into the sales enablement side of the business, uh, really sort of looking at what could we do to make the sales team more efficient, more productive, um, you know, how do we increase uh, efficacy of their efforts and increase conversion of uh, leads into opportunities? In part because I think a lot of marketers historically put a lot of focus on the top of the funnel and and things like MQLs, marketing qualified leads. But last I checked, you couldn't buy a beer with an MQL. Uh, so I'd prefer <laughs> to have marketers, you know, put a focus on metrics that they can actually, uh, you know, make money with. Yeah, no, it's it's great to have Matt on. I mean, Matt, I feel like every time. I don't know if you've, uh, are you like a platinum medallion gold member? It seems like, you know, big trade shows, big speaking events, you know, Heinz marketing is always around. So if you haven't heard of him, I'd be surprised, but certainly appreciate you jumping on the show today. So outside of work, Matt, is there something, um, you know, personal or something unique about you that's, uh, besides that you're a, Husky, a diehard Huskies fan. Twenty-two years, you said, uh, season ticket holder. Twenty-two years, season ticket holder. And you, and you mentioned earlier that I'm a former Husky. No one is ever a former <laughs> Thank Husky. Thank you. I was going to say you could be a former Cougar. A former yeah, BYU no. Fan. There, there are schools that you might just want to forget you went to, oh, but not not University of Washington. Heaven help um, me. No, go dog. So yeah, so out. So you know, I mean, so I, I run a consulting firm, and so by definition, I sit on my butt and talk and write for a living, right? And so <laughs> um, I, on weekends, I like to I like to work on my calluses, is what I describe it as. So we. We live on um, a small little hobby farm outside of Seattle, 109-year-old house. Uh, we've got chickens. Uh, we've got we've got a little bit of land. So I'm always 
I'm either doing on some woodworking projects or, you know, working on the house or, you know, building some infrastructure for my wife's garden. Um, it's just a ton of fun. You know, we get the kids involved in it a little bit and, um, it's just, it's fun to sort of, you know, use my hands and, uh, and uh, do something a little different on the weekends. So, chickens so are, there's nothing, there's nothing like actual fresh eggs. Oh, my, dad, my dad's got chickens. Yeah, no, I mean, you can, you can taste the difference. You can taste the difference of baked goods. I mean, like, it's just um, so the color, the taste is amazing. Yeah. Nine day. Um, so what, um, so what, the woodworking project, I mean, do you just do little t- t- simple things? Or are you building, um, you know, what's kind of your, what's your go-to project? for? Yeah. Woodworking? I mean, I, I am, um, I'm, I'm a very, very amateur woodworker. You know, they, they usually say, you know, measure twice, cut once I measure five times and still cut it wrong half the time. So I have to kind of work through that. But you know, a lot of, um, you know, outside a lot of planter boxes, trellises, you know, sort of like, you know, any wood infrastructure my yeah. wife needs for a garden. I do uh, built my son's bed, have built a handful of furniture for inside the house, like nothing fancy. The nice thing is we live in this we live in a hundred plus year old farmhouse. And so if the furniture looks crappy, it kind of fits <laughs> with the house. Um, you know, if I was trying to build something modern, I'd probably be in big trouble. So no, it just depends on what we're looking at. You know, I've done, um, done some ornaments with the kids, you know, for, for Christmas trees and, uh, just, you know, whatever needs done. Yeah. Interesting. That's a lot. Yeah. That's an interesting hobby. What's your hobby, Steve? Uh, uh, currently I'm blacksmithing. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. 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 I took up blacksmithing over the summer. Yeah. I mean, Steve is one of those guys like. I'm the person when people ask me, like, what do I do on the weekend? I'm like, I watch a movie and I, I hang out. <laughs> Steve, like, you know, has like a hundred thousand like people. Forge iron. Yeah, he like I forges do. iron. Then he's got like. We need um, to get together, Matt. <laughs> I mean, he's got some interesting stuff uh, that, that he does. Uh, yeah, we. Does, uh, d- does on his free time. I, I, I live in a house that was built in 1890. So same, same time oh, period. Oh, wow. Nice. And uh, we're trying to make it as high tech as possible. While maintaining the the kind of integrity of of of, of an 1890 house, and sure. uh, you know, I've got this carriage house in the back that I'm trying to redo, and I just thought, hey, I'll I'll take up some blacksmithing. Why don't we do that? <laughs> Sounds like fun. Seriously, yeah. Steve is the guy you want to talk to if you're bored. Not myself. I'm. He's way more interesting. So, anyways, <laughs> let's dive into the topic at hand. So, Matt, Matt's kind of a. Um, I mean, I've, I've done a webinar with Matt. I've heard Matt speak. So there's a many facets that, uh, I think Matt could dive into, but we were talking, it's coming towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and a calendar year anyway. Some people have different fiscal, but you know, we were talking about 2017 and some of the things we're thinking about some of the, the different initiatives, you know, companies have on their mind. And, uh, Matt and I were debating a little bit about how should companies be thinking about 2017 and, and focused a little bit on spend. And so, Matt, I want to flip it over to you. You know, you're obviously working with a lot of companies. What should companies be thinking about as we end this calendar year and we start to think about how to really position ourselves wisely for 2017? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, before we can talk about where to spend money, we have to make sure that everyone in the organization is aligned around what the right objectives are. Um, you know, if you've got a marketing organization that is focused purely on top of funnel metrics, that is focused on, you know, generating leads, then they might say we need to spend money and allocate budget specifically focused on getting a high volume of leads. And a high volume of leads may not be what the organization needs. You know, I mean, if you're if you're if you're leaning into account based marketing, if you're putting a focus on bigger accounts, simply generating more leads may be counterproductive to what you need. Um, You know, I think if you understand what sales goals the organization has, how that relates to the pipeline you need at what time based on sales cycle length and then what needs to feed that pipeline. 
not only in terms of quantity of, of opportunities based on your conversion rates, but also the quality of the people you're engaging. It could be that it's more important for you to focus on 60 companies, you know, I mean, just to make it a number of 60, you know, as opposed to just like generating as many inbound leads from Dennis in South Carolina and whoever else responds and pretending that those are good quality leads for the sales team. So, you know, making sure that you've got the whole organization focused and measured on that sales outcome is going to help everybody reprioritize what they're doing based on the highest and best use of getting to that number. And wouldn't you say, I mean, it definitely sounds like that is, I mean, the, the account-based marketing, account-based sales, account-based, whatever you want to call it, um, focusing a little more on quality rather than on quantity has been uh, certainly an initiative that's been talked about. And I assume you've been helping companies think through that as a major priority moving into 2017. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's, there isn't a right and wrong way to do this. You know, if you're going after a mass market, it could be that inbound marketing is still the most efficient way to do that. If you're a little less particular about who you need to be engaged with, the more narrow your target audience definition, the less likely you're going to want to wait for them to find you on Google, the more likely you're going to want to be a little more proactive at going after them. And, and the, and the more complicated the organization you're selling into, the more likely there is a complex internal buying committee of individuals, stakeholders, decision makers, influencers who are trying to, um, you know, who you have to sort of build some consensus with. So, you know, you may, the volume of leads may not be as important as saying, listen, I've got 200 target accounts before the end of Q1. I need to have active sales conversations going on with at least 33% of them. Um, Okay. How do you do that? Right. And so knowing that, you know, in a particular account, there might be six or seven people that you could engage with. They've all got different approaches. They've got different roles. So therefore, different messages might apply to each of them. That's very different than saying we're just going to throw out a lot of blog posts and, you know, and optimize our landing. Yeah. See what comes in. So. So, okay, so assuming you're able to identify key objectives as we start thinking about 2017 and we feel we figure out, you know, we've got to do, you know, rather than on quantity, we're focused on quality. Um, with, with that objective nailed down, how do we start to think about step two there then? Yeah. Well, I think then from a budget standpoint, you think, okay, like what is it going to take to get after these people? Um, you know, if you're salesforce.com and you're thinking, okay, I need to go after enterprise it targets. What am I going to do to do that? Um, literally, if you ask them that question, I've heard more than one person at Salesforce say the answer is dinners. We're going to go find the nicest restaurant in every town and we're going to invite 30 to 40 senior IT leaders and we're going to give them great wine and a great meal. And 70% of the room is going to be uh, prospects, 30% is going to be customers and partners. We're just going to facilitate a conversation, you know, and it's a great way to build rapport, to differentiate, to get them to show up and to, to begin the conversation you want to have, right? I mean, like if you're mm-hmm. selling into enterprise, there's no one call close. Right. There's no there's no PO sitting on the back table next to the dessert tray. I mean, there, <laughs> so so your job at a company and, and like that is to, is to get the next meeting, is to build rapport and build some trust so build you can continue the conversation. So from that standpoint, I'd look and say, listen, marketing, I know you want to do friggin' Facebook ads. I know you want to go and create more content. But what we really need you to do is schedule some dinners, right? And get mm. people to come to eat with us. Mm. And that, and, and if you've got an organization that's aligned, like that, ideally you've got marketing saying, hell yeah, we're going to go do that, right? We're not going <laughs> to spend money on media. We may not spend as much money on, you know, on, on sort of the, the traditional trade shows where we're just trying to get as many people registered for the, uh, for the iPad, you know, promo. Let's get some butts and seats that are the right people. Let's give them some food and let's, let's begin the right conversation with the right organizations that help us move the needle this year. Mm, so you mentioned dinners is kind of a, uh, a way to kind of focus uh, an activity to be able to properly maybe focus on a little more quality prospects rather than the quantity. 
Have you seen some other fun ways people have used their budget to do a little more target based sales, target based marketing, you know, outside of dinners? Um, is, is it fun stuff you've kind of seen or people effectively use? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing that did actually worked for me, uh, this is a couple of years ago, there was um, a company that I still use. Um, it's a startup and, uh, I was going to a conference and I got this box and it was a handwritten note from the CEO that said, we'd really like to meet with you, um, and show you what we're doing. Um, and it had some, some theme about, you know, don't count your chickens before they hatch. And in the box was like some, some chicken egg, some egg cartons and stuff. And so I, it was a handwritten note from the CEO. I'm like, this is super impressive. So, so I, I, I wrote back and I, I he put an email address in there and says, so this is, you know, I would love to meet you with them, learn, learn, learn more about what you're doing. By the way, you know, it's such a coincidence. We have, you know, we have chickens at the house. And so this really caught my attention. He says, yeah, well, no, we know. Um, he says, you know, we had a, we had a small list of people we really wanted to meet with. And so we did some research to find out something unique and interesting about each of you. And then we went to Etsy and had sort of custom packages built. Right. And so wow, those packages yeah. cost yeah. 10, 12, $15. Right. And, and their conversion rate on meetings, 85%. 85%. Um, I think the, the key to that is, is is that it showed that he had interest in you. It wasn't yeah. some sort of, hey, we're just going to send this one thing out to everybody and, and hope that it, that it, it applies. It was, we've, we've looked at Matt. We know who Matt is. We know what Matt likes. We know Matt has chickens. So let's send him something that has to do with that that'll, that'll resonate with him a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think if, and I'm going to, you know, marketers too often you know, consider it their job to increase efficiency of the engine, right? I'm spending $100 and I get 12 leads off of Facebook. How do I get 15 leads off Facebook? How do I get 18 leads off Facebook? So this, you've got the you've got the emergence of this category of quote unquote growth hackers, where they're all about just gaming the system and getting more, getting higher landing page conversion rates. And look, that's, that's fine. Um, a, that it's might not, not be the right, well, it might not be the right strategy to begin with. But also, it's really important for marketers to separate their operational dashboards from their executive dashboards. You know, if you go to your CEO and say, like, hey, guess what I did this month? You know, I increased my landing page conversion rate by 12 percent. Like, great. Like, your, your CEO doesn't even care about MQLs, right? So, like, if you're not speaking as, as a marketer, if you're not speaking the language of the business, um, you're going you're gonna to run into trouble. Interesting. Well, I'll say this. I will take a sales call from any group willing to send me a blacksmithing anvil. I've been on the search for. Do you want to send me an anvil? I'll, I'll, I'll take any call. You're you're such an easy target, Steve. Forklift shows up at the office with know. a pallet and a tied down anvil. Yeah, I mean, again, there's a the huge his Christmas list. He showed it to me. There's plenty of things. You're not a, you're not a hard target. <laughs> I'm not. Um, side note, you know, you mentioned Facebook. Um, we've been asked uh, a handful of times. Um, Facebook and B2B, just in general, can you, it's a little off topic here, but quick thoughts on should people be thinking more about Facebook and B2B? Uh, that's normally not really the traditional marketing area for us, but any quick kind of side thoughts on that? Uh, I would say yes. Um, I, I, and I've changed my tune on this. I think originally I'm like, listen, like people on, people are on face, your, your prospects are on Facebook, but they're not doing work there. Right. And that's still largely true. But if 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 you think about the best way to engage your prospects and say, listen, you know, to to build rapport and trust, we're going to talk about blacksmithing. We're going to talk about chickens. We're going to talk about college football. Right. Like, you know, when we send when we send people out to conferences that, you know, haven't done as much you know business travel and every once in a while, someone junior will be nervous about going to a going to a networking event or going to like the cocktail party and like, well, how do I talk about Heinz marketing? I'm like, let me make this simple. Don't. 
<laughs> like talk to yeah. talk to them, talk about them, learn about them. Like if we come up, great. If we don't, you could follow up. I mean, there's plenty of time to have a business conversation when it makes sense. But you've got this moment in time when you're like literally standing there with beers in your hands and you're looking at someone and like talk about football, talk about Jimmer for crying out loud, and do something that someone that's gonna make <laughs> you a little say memorable. The name Jimmer, just man. say just I just say I did that just because I like saying Jimmer. Jimmer Mania. I can't believe oh. his name the name was Jimmer. Yeah, that was weird. Was well, that his real they, name? That well, wasn't his real name. What was it? I mean, Jimmer for death. It was actually Jimmer. Yeah, was it? Is, it's probably just Jim. Jim, probably James. The, the thing Jim, that we had Jimmer. to go around here, Matt. I think it was. I think it was James, and then they, you know, fun named him Jim or something. Fun, <laughs> named, <laughs> fun named him. Is that seriously a word? How'd that come? Nicknamed him. Nickname is the word. My goodness. Well, around here, you'd have kids shooting three pointers, and every time throughout the city, you'd hear oh. a kid shooting a three pointer that yelled Jimmer. Uh, I mean, Jimmer. no, honestly, I mean, the celebrity, st- even still when he comes to Utah, he runs a basketball camp and he yeah, gets like 10,000 kids. Wow. Um, I mean, he, I'm surprised he, he should probably have a second home in Utah because he's like, oh, I bet he does. <laughs> well, he with does. the Shanghai Knights, you know, I was going to say, I money, bet you, so. I bet you his permanent residence is not in Shanghai. <laughs> no, but I, I think what you're saying rings true. And, and this will make sense for, you know, a BYU fan, but, um, we, we talk about we, we've equated sales and dating a lot and, and going to a networking event and asking for the sale or asking for that, that, that meeting or, or doing the pitch. It's like uh, going to a party and finding a girl and saying, Hey, let's start talking about marriage. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let, yeah. let's talk first. Let's just have a conversation and get to know if we even like working together. So and back then to let's uh, talk about inside sales you know, or Heinz. So back to your question about Facebook, I mean, that's kind of where I, I kind of went on a little tangent there. But um, like, what if you were to identify your best products best on Facebook and like engage them on Facebook with something personalized? Yeah. Uh, l- last year, speaking of like this, I love I love the college uh, sports theme of this show, by the way. So last year, uh, the morning of the national championship game is, you know, Alabama Clemson. I just <sighs> I, I just on a whim just went into my uh, LinkedIn connections and looked said, who am I connected to that is an alumni of Alabama or Clemson? And I just, you know, sent each of them a little note. Saying, you know, hey, you know, I'm not sure how big a football fan you are, but tonight should be fun. Roll Tide. Have fun. You know, I got almost everybody wrote back. Right. You know, even if they weren't a huge football fan, like their school, they know their school's in a big game. Um, And so little things like that. So you could do that on Facebook. Right. You could say, you know, hey, you know, you know, Roll Tide, you know, on on behalf of what what, so-and-so company or so-and-so person. You can do that. That sort of still sort of separates you from the pack. It sort of differentiates you from other people. So on this podcast, we've had people who have been pro-social. We've had uh, even last week. We had someone who was a little bit more hesitant. Uh, almost Emperor, Emperor has no clothes was yeah, the word that was used. Yeah, I think yeah, with, yeah. with social. I think that what Matt's done is, in, in my opinion, I'm, I'm going to state my opinion for the first time here. For the he, first time. For the first time. The first first time. I don't know if this yeah. is the first time, but go ahead. Keep with going. With this, I think that Matt <laughs> has hit the nail on the head in that it's not that social's everything or that social's nothing. It's a key part in yeah. what you're already doing. Yeah. 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 Just like um, account based marketing, just like I mean, it's funny, like, you know, th- two, three years ago, it was all about social selling this year. It's all about account based marketing. Twelve years, it was all about banner ads. Right. I mean, it's fine that we've got, <laughs> you know, new things that come up, but there it's never a be all end all. It's always something that integrates in and ideally improves the efficacy of what is always a more complicated program. Yeah, I love it. So let's uh, let me ask one more question that we can kind of wrap this up, Matt. So thinking about 2017 and budgets, um, what are some of the things that that are maybe often not as talked about as as they should be? I mean, sometimes I think people 
you know, are thinking about technologies, maybe to make sure that we can do account-based, you know, marketing or sales. Is in, in your workings, is there things that you would coach people or say, hey, don't forget to kind of have this on your radar as you start to think about a way to really bring it in and bring it home for 2017? Man, I mean, the, the tech stack, you know, you, you talk to 10 companies and they should have, you know, 10 very different looking tech stacks, depending on how they're going to market. Um, I, I think that the four categories that seem to me to be four to five categories, I guess, that would be the most important that's, that feel like table stakes for companies going into 2017. Um, the first two, you know, I think have be clearly become table stakes. You know, one is CRM, two is marketing automation. Um, I, I think, you know, I think three is some type of predictive intelligence intent data solution that helps you mine the rest of the world for buying signals and trigger events that, that help you identify which prospects, you know, both individuals as well as companies are now ready for your for your message. So I think that's become important. Mm. I think a, a sales engagement, a sales enablement, uh, sales acceleration uh, platform um, that can tie into what you're doing with marketing uh, and make your sales team more effective. Uh, I don't see companies, especially with, you know, with large deployed sales teams inside and field being able to be successful without that. And five is attribution, uh, you know, improving your ability to precisely measure what's working across what is increasingly a very complex B2B marketing landscape. I mean, let's not pretend that your six or seven figure IT deal was closed because someone downloaded a white paper, right? That might've been part of the journey, but you know, there were other things involved as well. So which of them worked, which of them worked more than others. Um, so that attribution solution is, is key. So those are the five things that I think Mm. are kind of foundational for most companies. And then, you know, there's thousands of tools on top of that, that, you know, you don't want to let the tail wag the dog and just say, well, this tool's cool. This tool's cool. Let's do that. Find the biggest constraints and, and roadblocks keeping you from being successful and go focus there. Interesting. So five key areas. Yeah, I got those down. Go ahead, see. I love it. I love the idea of figuring out what the obstacles are, figuring how how to overcome it with the tech, and then to, rather than from the from you know shooting for the hip and saying these are the just we just need these tools, but having purpose behind it is 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 important and simple, but often overlooked. Well, yeah. you know, the, the thing that's bugging me, and, and we can kind of wrap up here, is that. You know, these tech stacks, um, <clears throat> obviously, InsideSales.com, you know, we have our own technology, et cetera. But, um, you know, I go to these companies, you know, I'm, I'm on the road a decent amount and everyone had these different technologies. But boy, the, you know, I'm, I'm a big process map guy. Maybe I can explain it like this. Like, I like to be able to to say, OK, when a lead comes in or when a lead experiences this, then it experiences that. And you can kind of flow through some sort of chronological or linear order. Still, I feel like in B2B, less so in B2C, to, to be honest, I feel like, but more so in B2B, it's just so fragmented, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, and I know, you know, everyone's now preaching platform, but we're still not really talking together. And it's so difficult to be able to say, you know, this lead digested this piece of content, we sent them this gift box, we had this phone call on them, they went to this webinar, but they only attended 30 minutes of it. They did create an opportunity, but that died. I, you got to go to like 10 different places to, to be able to, sure. you know, tie all of that together. And dang it, I'm ticked about it. it ticks <laughs> me off. Um, so I hope to see more, you know, in the future, these things kind of connecting and playing Absolutely. together as we go through it. So yep. anyways, just wanted to get my rant out of me um, for the day. So anyways, Matt, really appreciate you jumping on. We kind of come to the close of our episode, but appreciate you being a guest. And, and with that, Steve, we'll hand it over to you. Hey, Matt, if uh, someone wants to reach out to you or ask you more uh, or send you some 
well wishes for your Huskies. <laughs> Where do they reach out to you? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm just email. I'm just Matt, M-A-T-T, at HeinzMarketing.com. That's Heinz, like the ketchup, marketing.com. Uh, you can it. check out our Love content, Heinz HeinzMarketing.com, on Twitter at, at HeinzMarketing. Um, that's pretty pretty much it, pretty simple. It's like you've you've thought this through and there's a <laughs> similarity in all of the the ways to get a hold of you. Well, you know, in uh, in, in fifth grade, I ran for student body treasurer, and uh, my campaign slogan was 57 varieties of honesty. Oh, and I had uh, and I had I had ketchup bottles with my face on them. That was my my poster. Oh, so you you got a great one. I ran. Did you run for student body, Steve? Never did. I ran for student body in sixth grade. I, Larson's the last name. My I did. Uh, the Dalai Lama said says vote for Gabe. I don't know why would you come up with that. <laughs> I, I, have no I did idea. seriously use that. I don't think kids Mate, in sixth grade even knew me. that. I don't even think they knew the, the Dalai, Dalai Lama. Lama it, it, I won. I won. Yeah, well, it worked. Anyways, I can't argue I can't with success. I did that. My mom, maybe. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, uh, reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter. Gabe is found at Gabe Larson. And I'm at Steve Error. Uh, go ahead and email us. Uh, you can email us at podcast at insidesales.com. Um, and then uh, please subscribe and, and comment. We love the reviews. We love the feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And then uh, also uh, feel free to, to reach out to any of us, Matt, Gabe, or I on LinkedIn. Uh, we're all there. We're all pretty active. I know Gabe's always putting out some really good content, um, really good articles. And uh, with that, let's, let's get at it. <laughs>